You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, with me always are my good friends. Jay from the Hills of Texas. Shannon G and Mesa AZ. There you go. Excellent. We're glad to have everybody here with us at uh, looking out for the podcast. We uh, last left off with our heroes going out to Maiden the Dolphin. Uh, Jay and Jim were headed out after uh, the, uh, the arrival of the new aircraft. Yeah, so Jay's here to tell us all about how it went since we kind of lost a little time. Uh, we were short on time last time. Right. But, uh, well, hey, so, uh, you know, as everybody remembers, um, unfortunately, Jim had lost this airplane called the Dolphin. And, um, you know, it, it had, well, I won't say it had an early demise. He, he had had the aircraft for some time, uh, had never crashed it or whatever until you know we started flying it and <laughs> you know and uh, once he started letting us fly it uh then it met its untimely demise and uh unfortunately uh jim being a guy who was excellent repairs he couldn't recover it from this last repair it just had been smashed to dust and you know the atoms were just so discombobulated that he couldn't put everything back together so he decided, well, I'll just either get another, a different plane to use with this gas motor, right? Because that was the whole thing. He, it was the second plane that he can, had converted right. over to a gas motor, our engine. Um, and uh, so, you know, it was one of those things, oh, well, we'll just, I remember seeing the kit because we were looking for the kit. We'll just get it. And it was like all of a sudden the world supply had just run out. There was like, you couldn't find right. this plane. And luckily you had like, I guess it was a week, maybe a week later or so you'd sent, you came back in yeah. and sent me a, you know, you'd found something on eBay and we're like, yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? Here, you know, here's this, here's that plane right here. Is this the one you're talking about? I'm like, holy True. crap, you, you're right. You know? So, um, I sent it on to Jim and then Jim, you know, called the guy up and, uh, got one of the models and bought it and supposedly it was on its way. Um, but what had happened, it wasn't a guy on the internet. It, it turned out it was actually uh, a company supposedly that we had tried before to get it from. And, uh, and Jim was like, Oh yeah, they have to, they have to have a store on, on, you know, on, on eBay. And then you can order things through them. And, and, uh, supposedly there was only like six or seven left or they had sold some already. And I, I don't know, there's some fusion, but anyway, the, the, the thing showed up at his house, he'd gotten it and then he put it together in like a day or two. Uh, then he wrote me and was like, Hey man, come on, let's, let's go out and go, you know, let's, let's made in this dolphin. So I came out that day and, um, I was all excited because once again, we were, you know, made in a new plane. And so I was wondering what he put in it and everything. Um, so uh, that morning we got out there a little earlier. So it was a stiller morning. Um, we prepped the plane, uh, to get ready to go. So, you know, I, I, you know, once again, learning about these gas motors or engines. So I had fueled it up, had it all ready to go. Um, uh, Jim was, uh, trying to start it and all of a sudden it seemed like we were back in nitro town again. That engine wouldn't start. <laughs> 
it, like it, it was yeah. like it had dropped 10 degrees and, and that engine just wouldn't start. And normally, I mean, that thing would start within, I, I mean, quite literally within five cranks, either you, you know, you're sucking your fuel in, you, you can hear it with the fuel coming in and then it would pop. And then the next turn it would start. And this thing would not start. It wasn't doing anything. We were sitting there scratching our heads. Um, you know, we could, you know, I could see the fuel going in, you know, standing above it and behind it. I could see the fuel going through the lines and we're like, okay, fuel's, you know, getting drawn into the, into the engine. What's the deal? Um, he was like, yeah, I, I was playing with it the other day and, you know, it started or whatever. So I, you know, I, I know it's working. Um, and we just tried everything. We, you know, took the spark plug out. We kind of cleaned the spark plug. We, you know, put it back in you know, we jiggle some wires. We're doing, you know, we're doing a little dance, everything, but like lighting fires and right. stick it inside of it. We just couldn't, yeah, we couldn't get this thing to, to pop. We couldn't, well, it did pop once it kind of half popped and that. I learned that the motor has to be in the right, um, compression phase. Okay. And so he's like, Oh, it may be, it may be that I had taken off the propeller and I had moved this, you know, who's he wants it out of the way. And I might have 180 degrees out. Therefore it's not the timing's off. That's it. Like not like a timing belt, but there's a little sensor on the side that goes to a little magnet that swings around it. And that's what tells it when to fire. And, and you're, you know, depending on how you have right. it turned, it may be off. And if you know, that's off, then you're actually fighting yourself to start it. So we turned that out a hundred degrees, 180 degrees, tried that seemed to kind of help. Um, that's when we kind of got it to pop. Um, but it just wouldn't start. Um, so Jim's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's just one of those things. I'll take it home and figure it out. So he disappears and another, I don't know, week or so goes by. And then finally we get back together and I come out and I'm like, Oh man. So what happened? You know, what was it? What was preventing this thing from, from starting? And he goes, I said, was it that it was out of the 180? And then when we moved it out that 180, that made it worse. And he goes, well, no, actually we were doing the right thing, but there was another problem. And I was like, oh, there was, what was that? You know, everything, you know, the, the battery was charged, you know, to power it. And I, I don't get what, what could be the problem. And he goes, oh, it, it was the switch. And I go, okay, well, we had moved that switch several times, you know, what's, what's the problem? And he goes, no, it was the switch. He goes, um, you know, it was a cheap Chinese switch, oh. and the switch was bad. Yeah. It didn't matter what position you were putting it in. It was just open the whole time. Right. And, but, right. you know, it was open, and so it doesn't matter how much we turn it or do whatever. It wasn't. Yeah, it was never firing. It was never firing, the, the but plug. it was that 180-degree thing was also a problem on top of that, you know. That's so right. so it was just one of those things that, yeah, it, it was the switch, um, we, you know, he had replaced the switch. We got out there like within two or three, you know, cranks of the propeller, it was popping and it fired right up. And, you know, so he was, he was afraid we were going to have to retune it and do some other stuff, but it popped right up just like always. And was just purring like a kitten. And I was like, Oh, oh man, this is awesome. So, you know, we were, we were like, okay, we're ready to, we're ready to try this thing finally. So, uh, um, like I said, we got out there and, uh, he had, um, another problem that we had with, with, the with that particular plane was that we had a, um, lemon receiver, which has, um, a gyro in it. 
And so it was one of their new ones. It comes in either a seven channel or a 10 channel. So he had a little seven channel model. And the time before, you know, he had gotten some interference. And then we were trying to figure out, you know, what was up with the interference. Now, later on, uh, as I, I've been doing research and been finding out with, with, you know, once again, no problem when you're doing a nitro motor, per se, of getting interference from the little CDI unit. And uh, CD, I, I don't remember what CDI stands for, but it's basically a little ignition box that sends out the spark that goes to the spark plug. Right. Um, well, that thing's loud you know, noise wise, and it's making lots of noise. Now yeah. we're on 2.4 back when we had like 7.2 Hertz, you know, uh, on the radios that used to just cause havoc with those, but 2.4 is less susceptible to it, but it, it's still susceptible. And the, as I've been learning, um, depending on how you have your plane grounded or how your battery system works, like, so Jim has two switches, one that goes one switch powers the radio and another switch that powers the CDI, but it only has one battery. Okay. And normally, I guess normally when you do these things, you have two batteries, one that powers the radio and one, one that powers the CDI. And so he has it set up where he has one battery that powers both the radio and the CDI. Well, as far as I understand it, you can get noise that comes back, goes through the battery, jumps jumps through the circuitry that goes back into your radio sending all sorts of havoc Correct. through there and can cause you problems so yep, um, that's true you know and on top of that that little cdi box depending on how close that you have it inside the uh, cockpit like where it, where it's at in the cockpit compared to where the uh, actual receiver is you know it has to have a little bit of separation and so you know you got to make sure you have that those things separated and all that kind of stuff but Jim had moved, had moved. Right. I think you know they were at opposite ends, and it, and this time it wasn't giving him the, you know, any kind of stray signals or anything. Oh, and I also found out that if you use a metal rod from your servo, from your throttle servo, and it goes in to to where your engine is, I guess I guess it can come back along that metal rod that you you know push rod that you have, feed back through that servo and cause you all sorts of havoc too as well. But Anyway, it, it we weren't having it. It wasn't we weren't having that problem. It's just one of those things that happened from prior to that. But anyway, we didn't have any of those problems. We I I took the plane up and um, didn't have any problems. I mean, the it it the plane took off. It flew around. Jim was a little uh, hesitant. Um, wait, oh, that was the other the other problem we were had problem. Um, this plane compared to his old Dolphin seemed like. Uh, it was way tail heavier than the other one. I mean, when you picked up the plane, just basically just just to do a give it a little uh, CG test, you could just feel just how tail heavy the plane was. And I looked at him and I said, "Whoa, this you know it's the exact same plane. Why is this newer model way tail heavier than the old one? It's not like they you know balsa wood got lighter in like ten or fifteen years or twenty years from the from those two kits." And he goes, "Oh, well, right. uh, it's real easy. They." For, you know, from the, you know, in the rear of the fuselage, they had stringers in the back, where in this one, they actually have sheeting that goes the whole length of the tail. So, you know, now the tail's stronger do it. because it's sheeted all the way back, but right. now you have that extra weight of, of, of that sheeting. And I'm like, really? Balsa sheeting is that much heavier? And he goes, yeah, you, you don't realize it, but it does add up. 
since it's going all along the tail and it doesn't have that to lighten it up. So that, that was another thing I kind of learned depending on how, you know, they built it, they build it and everything. But it, being that it was a gas engine and gas engines are heavier, you know, it, it wasn't that bad, but he had to strap a couple of batteries to the front of the plane to kind of help balance it. And as we learned later on, we were able to take some of those batteries out and the plane still flew fine. But, you know, for the first flight, I was like, okay, the plane feels a little heavier. I'll fly it and see what happens. But like I said, lo and behold, even with those heavier batteries in there, I mean, the plane flew very similar to the, the first model. Um, I guess you could feel the, you know, you could feel it being nose heavy, a little sluggish. sluggish. Um, and I was like, well, I think we can take, take one of the batteries out. So we ended up taking one of the batteries out. The plane balanced fine. You know, it, you know, it balanced okay. Um, but it definitely, you know, it definitely felt lighter and the plane, you know, landed a little bit better. It didn't land as fast. So uh, we were able to slow the plane down because that uh, first flight, it seemed like it was really, you know, remember before when we were flying, I was like, oh man, we got to, you know, yeah. it was just chugging along because the idle was too fast. Well, you know, we had chugged right. back on the idle quite a bit, but uh, it was still zipping by when it came, came in and, you know, so I think it <laughs> might be due to the nose weight. Um, anyway, took that Those out. Batteries going downhill. <laughs> uh, afterwards, like I said, took that weight out of there, and then everything. The plane slowed down. <laughs> exactly. Um, the plane flew fly, fine, and uh, like I said, it was a, a good success, and, and a lot was learned. You know, like I said, um, uh, as for you know things for having to look out for interference. Um, you know, once again, your CG and just you know just things in general with. Uh, those type of engines. Now I've also learned that there's a CDI tester or yeah, it's a CDI tester. And if we would have had one of these little meters, you know, you just plug your CDI, you know, the, the spark, the sparking part, you know, that goes on the spark plug into the little testing meter, right? run it. And then you, you, we would have saw that, you know, that, that, the, that it wasn't sparking that there was, we definitely had an electrical problem. And we would have, would have helped us out, but neither one of us had a CDI meter. I just learned about this device just recently, just kind of looking around when I was doing all this research for the other stuff um, that they're out there. But I could definitely see having that device to help. I've got like four so. sitting right here. You should have just asked. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You're, you're, you're just not in, in the know. I then, guess so. You're at Walmart. Yeah, what can you know? I say? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, and I actually have the, uh, the, you know, you were talking about the interference coming back through the servo. I actually have the servo tester that will actually show that the interference is there as well. Really? It'll show. On you know, the you, tester? Yeah, you hook it up and it shows. Yeah. Well, it doesn't show like, it doesn't have like an, uh, what do you call it? Like it a telescope. Sine wave or Oscillate, something? Whatever yeah. it is. I just figured like a light comes a telescope. on or something. No, uh-uh, no, it just shows the voltages. And so when you, you know, when you go to exercise it, it'll spike in voltage and it'll tell you, oh, there's interference here or you get less voltage. Oh, so it okay. just kind of shows you what all of them are. Because as, as the servo is pulling, the servo has a, a rated voltage that it oh, exercises right, right, in. Right. And then, yeah, and, it's, and it should only be like two milliamps or something like that. And then when you get one and it spikes to like 10, you know that there's a bigger draw on it or something's interfering with it. So, but you can plug it in and check that out as well. Yeah, those are uh, little tricks of the trade. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things switching over to a gas motor that, you know, it, 
I, I guess, you know, I kind of lucked out because I switched over a year or two ago, so it made a lot more sense. And we didn't really talk when you were going to the maiden because I was out of town doing work. But uh, but I'm glad you figured it all out. It seemed to have worked. Well, now did Jim get to fly it? Uh, yeah, we uh, I maidened it, and then we flew. I think we flew two times uh, that that day. So I think the second time around, then he he got to go on the sticks and everything. So he flew it around, and then I ended up landing it. So did you uh, did you use the same? Um did you use the same uh, receiver that we were flying, or did he get a new one? You know, that's a good question. I don't remember what he uh, – he had bought a couple of them, so I don't remember if it was the exact same one or not. But I, it might have been the same one. Well, because you and I tested it in the uh, – Yeah, it, in right. The little airplane. Right, and it worked fine. So, but, uh, yeah, no, it, cool. we weren't having any problems with it whatsoever um, the second time around. Um, like I said, uh, you had a little bit of separation and, you know, um, I gotten whatever, whatever, what, whatever, whatever. He, oh, one of the problems, I don't know. He had also damaged or the, not him, not Jim per, per se, but one of the, um, uh, one of the antenna wires had gotten damaged. It had gotten bent. And so it might've got frayed and he had replaced that wire as well he had an extra one oh. he replaced it so i that that might have helped as well so you yeah. know this is a this issue is a multi you know troubleshooting type situation basket. yeah basket so it might have been just a whole array of things that, that happened all at once and that's typically how most accidents happen right yeah. it's not just one thing it's several that's things it. and they all come together at once so, um, yeah, but I, I, I did learn a couple of things. So remember when I, I called you one day and I, and I was asking you about like, Hey, so how many batteries should you have? Or, Hey, you know, what's, what's an I, you know, and you said, Oh, you need to have an IB, uh, IBEC. And I'm like, what's an IBEC? IBC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's an IBEC? Okay. And, and you're like, Oh, it's this ignition thing. And it, it's got filters on it. And I'm like, what, you know, why would I need that? Now I understand why, why you'd use it. Correct. Yeah, because you can cut it off with your on your radio. You don't have to wait for it to run out. Right, of gas but that's or, but that's not you the know. you know now that now that I've saw what happened to Jim and his and his setup. Now I understand why you'd want to have an IB an IBEC, and the reason and the reason is because it has a series of filters so that you can run one battery correct. through both that's systems. Correct. Because I was talking to Barcelou about this, you know that on that day. And he was like, well, where was it grounded to? And da, 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 da. And I go, well, it's a floating ground, you know, because it's, it's not grounded to something. There is no yeah. strong. Yeah, how do you ground it an RC airplane, right. right? You know, it's, it's floating, you know, and he's like, oh, that's right. It, it is floating. And, and therefore, you know, so he goes, and if it's not a, you know, a strong common, you know, you know, ground, you may have these problems if that thing's sparking every time and, you know, sending that signal out. And I'm like, oh, oh that's what that IBC kept saying. Hey. It has dual filters right. or quadruple filters to filter out things like that. Right. And I'm like, well, that now it makes perfect sense if you have one battery and you have, you know, you're sending it through right. your throughout the circuit and you have the thing that's sparking going through the whole circuit as well. Hence, you know, Correct. it may not be on the line with, you know, the, with the switch, you know, his little switches were kind of isolated from each other, but they're still feeding back into the battery and they're still kind of connected. So, yeah. If you had that IBEC between 
you know, that one thing, even though, you know, with those other two switches, filtering out that kind of stuff, that would, you know, that would greatly help. So now I'm like, oh, now it per- yeah. makes perfect sense why you'd want to have an IBC, you know, spend the extra cost to have an IBC to save the weight of a second battery and all that kind of stuff. Right. So anyway, I'm just, I'm just learning this stuff, like you said, with motors. I thought, I thought we got one for you for your gas airplane, didn't we? No. Didn't you order one? Well, I, I was uh, thinking I about it. And good. then like, you know, as like with most things happening with little small electronics, they're drying up and like, you know, they're out now. I Getting an IBC is like, you know, trying to get an Antonium, you know, they're just kind of, oh yeah, you know, they're all out of out. stock and until China, you know, can find that mine with more lead in it. I, I don't know, you know, so they can build more. <laughs> yeah, they need to hire more kids. Yeah, they need more, they need more children. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's crazy. But the, well, that's good that he got to fly. It's like, it's like version two with the new sheeting on the bottom. And everything. Right. I think Jim had the original one. So it was probably version one and they, Probably busted a couple of tail wheels off of it, so they sheeted the back part to make it a little stronger. Yeah, they, well, he he uh, went through I'm, the. I'm whole, glad they had it in stock. Yeah, though. he went through the whole plan, and he said that they did make some improvements, but you know, um, where they had put some reinforcements, where they, like, he had added it to his plane. You know, uh, he goes, they 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 have already, you know, like it was like somebody looked at his plane and said, oh yeah, we're going to take these things and add these points of strength, the street strengthen here near the gear and strengthen here near you know near the, you know, the firewall and all this kind of stuff. So he said, yeah, it, it was in a way it was better built, but you could feel, you know, the, the weight difference between the two and, the where, and where it was coming out. So. Well, that's good. Uh, if you put heavy batteries in there, headed downhill, man, that thing's going to come screaming. Kind of like the bison did when we uh, made the bison. Oh yeah, that's right. Batteries Heck there. Yeah. <laughs> That thing was constantly screaming at the ground yep. right up until it went to the tail. And then it was a very exciting. Hey, hey, just got to have something to counterbalance that uh, whole thing. And you did a great job bringing it back. Being tail heavy. <laughs> I think you were testing me, actually. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, I'm glad that uh, you guys got to meet and it. It sounded like it was a good day and you know, it, um, went home in one piece and not in a garbage bag. I would have felt terrible if that would have happened. But. Oh, you, you, you and me both. So, but he's excited about it, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, just when you I get something back excited. from the dead, you know, when it's a favorite plane of yours. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, he, he was ecstatic uh, that, we, you know, we got it flying and it worked well. And the, the only thing, um, what was the only thing we didn't actually do? Um, even though we flew, I, I think I, I think we still didn't uh, turn on. That's what it was. I think we still didn't turn on the uh, the gyro. We never had the gyro on, or I, I can't. I can't remember if we actually were playing with gyro or we did have it with gyro on. I can't remember now. Uh, it's been it's been so long. But anyway, we got it flying. That was the that was the biggest thing, and uh, right. you know I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to conquer it so that we will have you know um, we'll have. Uh, uh, the word i'm looking for we'll have confidence to turn the gyro on and get that all tuned out but we got the plane flying just in plain jane mode um and like i said the research you know i did you know as for rounding the thing out or or getting rid of that the potential of those problems uh, you know i haven't had a chance to really talk to jim about it but you know having a second battery or i back in there so did 
Did he uh, did he replace the uh, that switch? Oh yeah, he got it. Did he, he actually have to buy it? He new got it. One, he, well, the package that he the package that he got came with like three switches. Oh, gotcha. So he just so he just the first switch worked. The second switch didn't work, and then he had a third switch that right. that worked. So it was that second gotcha. switch that was bad. Out of his yeah. three packs, oh, that makes sense. Uh yeah, that sounds about right because I think I have some of those with my and two out of three ain't bad. Well, yeah. so. that's good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah, a third, a third of the way there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the, it was really uh, frustrating because I mean that motor worked so well, and then all of a sudden it was like I swear it was like I said it was some like his other nitros it was just being temperamental and we were like man we cannot get this thing started. We couldn't yeah, figure it out. That's kind of frustrating. Yeah. So. Especially if you're hand flipping it, man. Oh no, we, we he had a little starter. Oh, because because wow. I, I was even like, well, gee whiz, I guess you can just hand flip this thing because I mean it starts within a you know the, you barely you'd barely yep. go bit and it would bring right on up. I'm like, yeah. geez, I guess you don't even need to bring that thing. You know, well until until it has true. a problem. It's probably safe. I was gonna say until it has a problem, or you know until you're missing fingers, but and. Uh, that thing jumps back at you because if it kicks back, actually the smaller airplanes won't do it as big as the 120 or the 210. Uh-huh. That thing will kick back and just freaking tear your fingers clean off. So clean off. Guys use the chicken chicken stick for man. Right. Just, uh, very cool. Well, did you? Uh, was that the only airplane you guys got to fly? Did you bring anything out uh, as well? Let's or? see. Um, no, we we had other planes out there, and in fact that. Was it that day? Um, I also think we are. Uh, we have a, a new guy that that's been coming out with Jim to fly, and he came out. Well, yeah, that's right, because he came out this day to see Jim's, you know, plane, you know, be resurrected, right. fly again, and uh, and like I said, unfortunately, um, you know, he didn't get to see it because the, we couldn't get it started. But uh, uh, I had brought out, or he, uh, Jim had brought out. Um, a, like a Cubs style plane. And uh, so I was doing some training with him on that. And, uh, you know, so we, we flew that. Um, what else? I think Jim, Oh, Jim finally got his little Panther jet up, you know, it was calm enough that we can get that oh, out because he wanted to show yeah. uh, Jonathan that fly. And, and the thing is, I mean, it's a cool little jet. It, the only problem is, I mean, you have any wind, that thing is so small and so twitchy. You know, it's like it's like getting thrown all about the sky, man. It, it's just it's just getting blown around. Sure. And I'm like, we should fly that the first. I mean, the minute you get there, we should be flying it. You know, <laughs> but yeah. Jim's like, hey, I want to fly the Panther. I'm like, Jim, it's you know the winds are you know they're gusting from uh, five to twenty five. <laughs> I don't think so. Right. Oh yeah, no, you you you'll be able to do it. Yeah. And I go, yeah, yes, you know, yes, no, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, why don't we do it when it's common? You know, we can fly the winds. I want to do it when it's a 30 knot crosswind. Yeah. You know, the, the wings are fine for doing 30 knot crosswind, you know, winds, but uh, that little jet just is not a, a windy, con, you know, windy plane contender. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's only like 60, 60, 65 millimeters or something like that. Yeah. It's just a, it's either 64 or, yeah, it's not 70. It's, it's a small, it's, it's like 64, 64 or 50. Yeah. I mean, it's a small, yeah. you know, small little guy. And, and I think she kind of has plenty of those. Small. <laughs> I've got a. <laughs> yeah, but you, I, I, 
I can't remember. You got like a Corsair. No, I have the I have the Free Wing uh, Crusader. Is that you? Yeah, and it, it flies okay. Crusader. I love. The, I, I wish they would make an eighty or ninety because I just love the Crusader. But I've got the little the Habu SS, the little fifty millimeter. That thing flies really nice. Like I, that's like my go-to. Just if I want to go, you know, and if it's a little windy, it's not that bad. Um, but I know he's talking about the Free Wing yeah. uh, Panther. Is that what it is? Yeah, they 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 get thrown around yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and uh, but I mean they fly. You know, actually I like flying jets. Yeah, they fly okay. I'm, it's, yeah, I mean that's it's when it's windy. It's, it's just yeah. that you know they have such a small small yeah. wing. It's not yeah. like it's a big broad wing or a yeah. delta wing. It's just a little, you know, little itty bitty wing, and you know that little thing, you know, it, it stalls. Well, it's got it's got sails on the on the ends of it too, because it's got yeah. tip. Tanks, it's got tip it? tanks, and you know, yeah. So it's all and, and no rudder, and, and it doesn't no have rudder. a rudder. So it's yeah, only a yank and bank only. Yeah, so you have rudder. to be <laughs> well. If you're going, if you're cruising at a good speed, then you can yank and bank yeah. very well, and, and it does okay. But if you slow down yeah. to sure. make you're a waggling. not you know make turns or you know you're waggling or whatever. Yeah, it, it's just, it just, the plane's not a high, high wind yeah. plane. It's, that's, you know, some, some like wind and other it's ones, crazy. not so much. This is a not so much one. So. Yeah. Well, uh, that was an awesome uh, story that thanks very much for filling us in. We were kind of wondering what was going on, but uh, we, um, our next episode coming up is, uh, I think, on a Freya. Because uh, all of the Freya stuff is coming up. I know we uh, talked about uh, on one of our last podcasts that Shannon uh, had his that just got approved. I found out ours is still pending, I think, at the last um, meeting they had. They said ours was hung up for some reason. So I don't think we've got ours quite just yet. But uh, hopefully we'll have a special guest on and he uh, he can help uh, kind of walk us through that process and talk a little bit more about the Freya and where it's coming from. Uh, but, um, so yeah, join us in two weeks when we uh, have that topic. And, and remote ideas. For now, are we going to talk a little, a little bit yeah, about remote ideas? Well. Uh, yeah, remote Did you guys did. order yours? Through yep, uh, Spectrum? Um, there you go. So I just got back into town, slacker. so I haven't done anything. <laughs> I got to get on the ball. I am a slacker. Well, anyway, uh, join us next uh, time for all of that su- those subjects. But uh, for now, I'm Michael here in Arizona. I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. Shannon G from ACAZ signing off. We'll see you in two weeks. That's fine. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.